Welcome to Almost Agreeable. Almost Agreeable. With your hosts, Chris Nellison and Ed Harris. Hang around and listen to opinions on sports, Sports. movies, Movies. music, music, and whatever else pops in our head. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Almost Agreeable. I'm one of your hosts, Ed Harris. And I'm Chris Nellison. And today we're going to be talking about media. This is another media episode. So we're going to start out talking about the Amazon Prime series, The Boys. Boys. Which, if you haven't seen, is fantastic. And then we're going to dive into who our favorite character or characters, who's just iconic, from the MCU... And then dive into our hot route. Chris is going to send some hot routes over my way, and we'll see what we'll see what we see. I think I got some good ones today. I think uh, the hot routes I'm going to throw at you are going to be very thought provoking, and you're going to be torn. You're going to be, be forced to make some decisions that you don't want to make. My favorite kind. Good. All right. So let's. I guess let's jump right into the boys. Right? The boys. Oh. First things first. We just got some news uh, just today. Breaking news. Right. That they have been renewed for a third season. Which we already knew season two is coming out in September. Absolutely. It, it, it's still weird to... We've kind of time-traveled from COVID. Just from March to now, it just they, it just kind of happened. Yeah, here we are. And here we are, and then The Boys season two comes out in a month and a half. Right. Oh, God, it's that close. Yeah, we're there. That describes it perfectly, you know, time-traveling, because it has flown by. And I guess in the sense that we get to watch The Boys that much sooner, I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. Great show, okay? And the fact that they got renewed for a third season, to me, indicates that whatever Amazon saw um, from season two, they were like, fuck yes, we want another season of this. Go for it. Which just makes me feel great, because a lot of times in television, rarely do you have a second season that is as you know good as the first and progresses the story uh, even further. And like you, you, sometimes you'll see it down. It's like a sequel in a movie which we talked about last week is the definition of the sequel is an inferior film. Second seasons have probably the hardest job in television, right? It's to hard. To try to recapture what you did in season one, but also build your characters. And I could tell just by the teaser trailer for season two that the budget is, has gone oh, up. Oh, yeah. But just with, just with series themselves, it is hard, like you said, to come back and retain the the hype or the thrill or whatever kind of vibe you're trying to go with because we've had multiple seasons or multiple series series is series is that are just kind of a one-off we had chernobyl which is a shorter mini series well, i guess yeah i guess you'd call that a mini series. mini series we had watchmen watchmen right which which was kind of ended ambiguously exactly that you could make a second season but you don't need to and we had the Outsider, which ended recently, and we don't know, we don't know what's going to happen with that. No, not unless you read the book. Exactly. Which we won't get into that, but I did. <clears throat> but it is it is a good sign that they've renewed it for a season three, which honestly makes me extremely excited for season two. Well, for season two, but also for the Lord of the Rings series that they're producing. Uh, okay, I, I it's, do. It's yeah, I know it's a whole separate thing, yeah. but it just it for me it bodes well. No, you're right. It, it, it kind of gives you the sense that Amazon kind of knows what they're doing. No, they're doing, yeah. Yeah, and so if, if they're going to be having... Because if those of you that don't know that the boys, the series on Amazon comes directly from comic, a comic book. Okay, so source material like that, it's a lot of fun to, to mess with. But when you have Tolkien source material, 
and Amazon, which has done a great job with the boys. Yes, I can see I'm very excited for Lord of the Rings as well. But uh, speaking of the boys, I mean, we kind of can recap season one a little bit. Yeah. Um, talk about some of the characters in it. Who, oh, take it. Who's your favorite? Now, t- tell subcategories here. Okay. Of the boys, right? I'm talking Mother's Milk, Frenchie, Butcher, and Huey. Who's your favorite of oh, that it's, group? Oh, it's Butcher. It's Butcher. 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 The entire concept of the show just got had me hooked. Had me hooked. Like, right. it's fantastic. Like, heroes, su- there are superheroes, number one. Let's, okay, get that get that straight. Number two, they're basically contracted. Right, they're owned by a company. They're owned by a company. And then number three, the initial scene is A-Train just running through a human being. Bro. And they slowed it down. And that's another thing I love about it is how violent and how graphic it is. It was unexpected. It was. Because if you came into it like I did, not, you know, just hearing about it, like, oh, superheroes, man, they're assholes, they do this, and blah, 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 And then, like, you turn it on, you're like, okay, this is some cutesy shit. Oh, my God, she just got ran through. She's, de- she's dead. He's holding her hands. He's holding her hands. Oh, so right off the bat, I feel like you can... It sets the tone, especially because you... And what's great about a lot of series is, is that you need to have a character. Like, let's uh, take Luke Skywalker, for example. When you're introduced to Luke Skywalker in Star Wars... He's a character that is kind of on the outside of everything. So as he's learning about the Force and the you know Battle of the Rebellion and against the Empire, you're learning this too through him. Oh, yeah. Right? And that's what Huey is in this case, right? Exactly. Huey becomes that character that connects with the audience and, and is able to take you through exactly what is happening. He's that medium. Right. Just And, and the greatest thing about Huey is he is a loser. Big time. He's a, he's a little weenie. He's a weenie. He's a weenie. <laughs> Right? It's not until Robin gets ran through by A-Train, which that sounds really dirty, gets ran through by A-Train, <laughs> that he realizes he needs to stop being a little bitch. And do something. Do something. There are so many times he was just ready to just like, fuck it, I'm fighting a superhero. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm just going to fight him. Yeah. Like when he <laughs> saved Butcher from Translucent? Yes. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, no, going back to what you said, Butcher is your favorite. And, like, because I love Carl Urban, right? Oh, man. He's great. But it's funny. Every time I see him, okay, every time I see him, whether it's in this or Lord of the Rings, I think of his role in Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. I knew you were going to say that. Because all I can picture is his bald ass sitting there going, behold, my stuff. My stuff. And he just has dual M16s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Des and Troy. Uh, yeah. So, you know, he's, he's actually been around for a long time. One of my... One of the, uh, a good character from Lord of the Rings. So already has got that clout coming for him, right? He was in Dread. Um, he was in Doom, right? With uh, The Rock a few years back. Absolutely. Uh, so he's been around for a minute. I do love his character, but of the of the boys, uh, those guys, my favorite is absolutely Frenchie. <laughs> I love that, that guy. That guy is psychotic. Yes. To I'm... say to say the least, he is all over the but place. But he's got a heart of fucking gold. Okay. <laughs> the way he interacted with uh, the girl they brought on, Kamiko. Oh yes. Right. He's just so sweet, even though she's like fucking everything up. Yeah, she's yeah. ready to just kill everything. Yes. And so yeah, he's a psych. He's a psychopath. Mm-hmm. But he also is just he's got a big heart. Yeah. French is my favorite. Good. You got to give a lot of respect to Mother's Milk, though. That guy. I mean, he's just got trying a family. to be a family man. Literally, just trying to be a family man. He's like, he's I, like, I've already dealt with your bull. Like, I don't really want to get dragged back into this, but, like, I, I kind of do, even right. though I'm still trying to be a dad. And a good husband. And a good husband, and just a good... I mean, he's a he's a good guy overall. Oh, yeah, because when we find him, uh, when we're introduced to him in the show, he's, what, at the Juvenile Detention Center trying, yep. to, trying to get these kids on the straight and narrow? Um, he's a wholesome dude. I mean, and that's what's so great about it, is that they're all different personalities. you got Butcher, he's a fucking asshole. 
Like literally, I just rewatched it. He is such a dick. He's he's the worst. Yeah, he's terrible. He's, it's fantastic. And I I, just, l- I love it. Yeah, I just laugh at it. If I could just talk like him forever. Yeah. I'd be a winner. Yeah. And then, so on the other side of it, right, we have the superheroes. Now, they're all pieces of shit, except what, Starlight? Starlight. We don't know uh, anything about, what's that one hero who, like, wears these, like, all in black? Black Noir. Black Noir. Okay. So you have Black Noir, I think, is also, like, because you don't know anything about him. He's barely, kind of, you don't see him doing any fucked up shit. Well, Black Noir is just there, but he's cool as shit. He is super cool. He's... I mean, so we, yeah, we talked about our favorite of the boys, and then we, if we want to go into the seven, for sure, Black Noir is my favorite, just because he's just mysterious. He doesn't say shit. He just exudes, like, I'll fuck you up. Yeah, and he, yeah, I, there's an episode I just watched where they're at, like, a, a party at uh, Vat, the tower, and there's a dude who's been hired to play the piano. And he just walks up and sits on the bench and just stares at him. Yep. And he stops and he's just like, I'll, I'll leave. And he leaves and he just starts and playing the piano. He starts playing piano like, oh, okay, this guy is uh, a savant as well. Perfect. Yeah, doesn't say a word the entire first season. No, nothing about him. Nothing. So he, uh, for me, he's kind of up in the air, right? Uh, I think my favorite, and it's only because he's such a compelling character, even though he's a huge piece of dog shit. Human garbage. Yeah, is Homelander. Man, it's that gotta guy. It's got to be Homelander. He terrifies me. Just knowing what he can do and how... He's a loose cannon. Well, I went through the first season and, I mean, spoiler alert. I mean, if you've come this far, you have watched The Boys. Right. But I went through I the first season and was just like, Homelander's kind of like a dunce. Like, he's 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 a dense guy who's like, okay, yeah, he's he's kind of just... He has some weird mommy issues, and he's just kind of going through and being told what to do, and he kind of has his own ideas, but doesn't really know what to do. And then I'm getting to later episodes where I'm like, oh, he's kind of controlling like his own destiny, and he's not listening to really anybody. No. He knows he knows exactly what he's doing. Oh, yeah. He is calculating. Yes. He knows exactly what he wants and what he wants to do and how to spin it. Of his own volition, he went out and killed the mayor of Baltimore. That okay. was that was what through me i i went through it and was just like oh this guy's just like whatever your standard superhero superhero listening to whoever and nope that's not it even in the slightest no and then you find out that he's the one that gave the the chemical they're using the compound v he gives it to the to people so they can make super terrorists like you know villains super villains he does that without direction from vought uh, the company at all that is trying to uh, a bid for that defense contract for the military. So he, you're absolutely right. You find out that he's been pulling his own strings behind the scenes, and it comes to fruition in the last couple episodes where you're like, Homelander is terrifying. Yeah, he's definitely a scary dude. But do you think you could ever have like a sympathy for him because of the way he was created in a lab and lacked human interaction and love from parents or siblings or anything like that? I don't know. Well, you take this one. Sounds like you got a lot of sympathy. I, I do. Well, no, I hate him. He's yeah. my favorite because of that. Because of the dimensions of his character. It's because you have this piece, this fucking god, okay? Essentially. Who can literally, you know, can't be killed. Has is a weapon of mass destruction in himself. And has no moral compass. And it's because of the way he was brought up. Created in a lab. You find out later in the season that all supers have been created. They were never born this yep. way, right? 
So that's a revelation that kind of stuns you. But to think about how Homelander was raised in a lab, like a lab rat, okay? No moral compass, no love from a parent, no interactions with other kids, okay? It's it's not... You can easily see how he is as fucked up as he is. So you've got sympathy for him. I do have sympathy for him, but also I, still, still an asshole. For me, not a chance. Not a chance. Grow up, dude. Grow up. Grow up, dude. You're cool. a superhero. Grow up. You're a superhero. What choice did he have Dude, in that? Grow up. What That's do you it. mean grow? What do you mean grow up? That's it. Like, all right, uh, all right. You're a superhero. That's super cool, dude. Can you imagine? You could just do whatever. I really do feel like this is one of the only comics that's got this right because there was people out there. There were super beings. They would not be good people. Not all of them, anyways. Yeah. You might have one starlight out of a thousand homelanders. Yeah. No, people suck. Yes. Usually. You'd have more supervillains than you'd have superheroes to yeah. stop them. If you could just do extra stuff. Oh, yeah, of course. You'd just be like, oh, well, I'm going to I'm gonna do extra stuff. Like, if I'm invisible, I would be so rich. Yeah. Yes. I've thought about it all the time. I'd Trans- be so rich. Spending all this time in the girl's bathroom. Yeah, being like a, a creep. creep, dude. Okay, no, what are you doing? Well, I'm going to the bank. <laughs> yeah, I'm going, I'm going right to the, to the bank. bank, dude. Yeah, wait a minute. Great job, Trans- Great job. That's why you die. Literally, you could just go to the casino. Go grab some chips, grab dude. Some it's, chips. it's that simple. Become uninvisible and cash them in. Easy. Hello. He obviously was a creep. Um, but you also kind of feel sympathy for him, too. Like I said, I, I'm, it's real fresh in my mind because I just watched it. So, yeah. like, so Huey's having, at the, he's at the bowling alley with uh, Starlight. And they're on a date. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they had just killed Translucent. And, you know, Huey was always conflicted about it. And he's talking to Starlight. He's like, yeah, where's, uh, where is Translucent? Just kind of find out if they have, if they know where the fuck just he is. Just probing a little bit. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know. He's off on a mission. Um, and, and he asks, like, well, what is he like? Oh, he usually spends a lot of time with his son. Mm-hmm. And in his head, Huey just kind of loses it. It's it's just the duality. I mean, not even the duality. It's just there's so many different parts to people. And yes. like, yeah, you can view anybody how you want to. But yeah, there's so many different parts to everybody who knew that he, he Huey clearly didn't know that no. he had a son, a son, an actual life. He's not just some faceless superhero. Right. Who was like a, you know, a bachelor, didn't have any family or this and that. Yeah. He had procreated. He had children. And now he's dead, and you've done that. You have taken a father away from his child. Yeah. So I, I love, and that's what I, that's another thing that I love about the show is that like you, as as much as you are always going to be like, yeah, let's go, the boys, kill these motherfuckers. <laughs> you can still have moments where I'm like, damn, like Translucent had a son, that's fucked up. Damn, Homelander was raised in the lab like with no love. No wonder he's fucked up. I get it. Like, man, like these guys just need to not be like actual criminals that's that's really all they need to do like yeah they're the seven like they're they're superheroes and stuff like that like i get it i'm not expecting them to be like a captain america i'm just expecting them to not kill mayors and and be perverts and and come onto a plane and then not save it and just leave yeah yeah that's is it too much to ask to not kill somebody yeah that's really it that's a yeah that's really it. That'd be nice. As it goes back to what we were talking about the last episode about being a human, being a person, yeah. just being a person. It's hard to kind of, because you would never know how you would act if you had powers. Oh, yeah. Right. And you just think about the whole story arc and how that goes, like, especially, particularly with Homelander. Uh, coming into season two, right? Season one ends. They're all fugitives. Oh, yeah. Okay. So season two is going to open up with them on the run. How do you, how do you stay a sane human being? When you're not only being chased by cops, FBI, 
but someone like Homelander is also looking for you. How terrified are you? You're you're at the end of your rope. Where can you hide? What can you do? Where can you go? They have the full strength of everything at their disposal. And like what what's your game plan yeah. here? What can you do? No idea. That's what's so intriguing. That's why I can't wait. Can't wait you, for season You know what you two. can do? I mean, literally your only option? Kill them. Kill them all. Kill them all. Metallica. Okay. Can you play that album while you're doing it? Kill them all. That's it. It's your one option. How do you feel about Starlight? Starlight. This butcher doesn't give a fuck. No, he he's does like, not. Yeah, I'm gonna kill he's that like, yeah, too. she's a super. Do you think it's kind of? You think that's kind of like a, I don't know, mirroring reality, like, oh, this person might be a good person, but he's she's a soup, so fuck her, even though she's a good person. Does that mirror kind of the what's going on in the real world? Of course it does. Of course it does. You see, you see one thing from a person instead of the actual person as a whole. We'll okay. we'll never see any other person 100% for who they are. We right. just get different facets of their life. Right. So to boil somebody down to one thing that might be most prominent about them is just asinine. It's a lot like the X-Men. It is. I, I, it that's, is. That's kind of what I see. Yeah. Right. In Butcher. They're just viewed as one specific way like, oh, mutants. Mutants bad. Humans good. Yes. Soup's bad. The boy's good. Exactly. Right. And to boil it down, like that's... Butcher just has this binary way of thinking. Right. And he's just putting it down to that when really it's so much more. And then a wrench gets thrown in thrown in at the end of it when you realize that his wife is not dead. Yep. His wife had given birth to Homelander's child. Yep. So his whole vendetta was built on the fact that he thought she killed herself because Homelander raped her. When in fact you find out she buried his child. Yep. So his motivations are going to be probably explored. He's still going to hate supers. But he's, he's going to have to explore these new emotions and right. see what he actually thinks now. He's still, from the trailer, from the teaser alone, he still seems to be a, a big, pretty big asshole. Which I love it. Like I said, we talked about it. He is the worst, but he is the best. Absolutely. Okay. So, <laughs> yes, The Boys, season two, coming out in September. If you happen to have gotten this far in the podcast and haven't watched season one, I have no apologies. You should have known we were going to talk about some spoiler things. That's your bad. Right. But if you haven't watched it, watch it. You'll have forgotten all the spoilers we did say while you're watching it. Yeah, and well, then, it won't mean anything to you. You know, you're not going to know who we're talking about, yeah. so you might as well just go ahead and watch it. Watch it. And then get ready for season two. All the guys that have seen season one, I know you're right with us in waiting for season two to come out, especially in this scar- uh, scarcely sports world we live in right now. So, jumping right into characters in the MCU, our favorite, and why they're our favorites. So, right off the bat, what's kind of going through your head? Oh, man. Okay. So on our last one, talking about series, is, 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 is... You didn't have it in your top five. I didn't have any Marvel movies in my top five. Well, no, no. They would be all. Like, all 20, what is it, 23, 22? Well, yes, I didn't have the Marvel series in my top five. Right, you had Harry Potter in there, but not the MCU. Truth. Now, my favorite hero, like, my favorite superhero is Spider-Man. But, if we're talking about specifically MCU... I can't go with Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man because of all the different villains he has. And yeah, he has some good villains in Homecoming and Far From Home. Like Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Keaton are are fantastic. Those guys blew it out of the water. But that's only two villains and I like him for more than that. You have Venom, you have Carnage. And it's just not in that entire MCU. So with the MCU, I would have to go with Thor. Really? 
Yeah. Didn't see that coming. Yeah. Thor is, hero-wise, Thor is, I, I just love mythology. So seeing him just going and beating down people and then watching the first Thor, just kind of his start. He's kind of a whatever type God who just does whatever he wants to do. And then you see the Dark World. I mean, well, you don't need to see the Dark World. Hot take. I didn't think Dark World was terrible. Look, it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's not like, hey, you want to watch Let's watch the Dark World. Like, I mean, everyone knows Ragnarok saved the series, but I didn't think Dark World was that bad. Just, I'll be real with you. It just wasn't good. And then, well, okay, and then you get to Thor Ragnarok, and there's a lot of people who didn't like that movie because it was hilarious they're like why what it's too funny it's i've had people tell me it's too funny that's why why are we having this conversation what, what do you mean it's too i don't this makes me angry <laughs> this makes me i've angry. had people tell me it is too funny too funny this it, isn't the dc universe okay we it can be light it can be funny and it, it worked so well it worked extremely well just the way the comedic timing with hemsworth fantastic fantastic oh, i'm so glad they did that i think it was at his behest he was like look man like i want to change the character up I think because Dark World up such a bad taste in, you know, that line, that line of movies' mouth, that he was like, we need a fresh take yeah. on the character. And it wasn't even too much of a stretch because the character of Thor is growing. What's fucked up, and I love that you said Thor, because now we can talk about, like, of all the heroes in it, between Iron Man and Cap, Banner, Hawkeye, Black Widow, he has the most tragic fucking arc. It's real sad. It and like and in like the most darkest parts of it happen within like a few days. Yeah. Like within a few days his dad dies, his sister's a psycho, he has to kill her. Then they escape from, you know, well, Asgard's destroyed. As his entire realm is destroyed. And then Thanos comes and pretty much kills the rest of them, almost all of them. Brother's dead. Loki dies. Yep. And then it's like and then you fail to stop Thanos. Yep. That yep. all happens in a span of a few days. Should have gone for the head. Should have gone for the head. So Thor is your favorite. Thor is absolutely my favorite. There's he's he's just has this huge dynamic. He's just hilarious. Do you think he has the best movies of the heroes? Like well, okay, let's think about real quick, just laid out there, which heroes have their own line of cap, Iron Man, Thor. Essentially they have their own standalones. And I mean and Spider Man. And Spider Man, yeah, we could throw Spider Man in just just at and the very end. Because Ant Man has his Ant Man Ant Man is gold. Well, I mean Paul Rudd is a treasure. Yeah, he's ageless. He's a vampire. Paul Rudd vampire. Him and Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. So, do you think that Thor has the best standalone films? No, I'd say Captain America does. Captain America does. Yeah. Because Captain America, the first, the first Avenger, it's not on my, like, go-to. It's probably not even in the top ten of, like, MCU movies. But it's it's a solid It's Isn't a solid that you movie. you can say that? Yeah, it's Top ten? It's weird. So, it's not so your it's top It's a 10. solid movie. But some of my... Civil War is literally my favorite. That is my all-time favorite MCU movie. Right. And Winter Soldier. That's there, my favorite, there, by the way. That's great. There are very few sequels that are better than the first one. And Winter Soldier, absolutely. It The Captain America series only gets better. It does. And the fact that, I mean, because Civil War is a Captain America movie, but really... It's, it's like a mini Avengers. It really is. Yeah. It's like an Avengers movie, but it's a Captain America film because of the Bucky, right? The whole Bucky yeah. thing. Yeah. And so, yes, okay, I could see that. Civil War being your favorite. Uh, my favorite, personally, of the MCU movies is Winter Soldier. Yeah, it's um, real good. It was, it, and like more so than just an action film, it was a political thriller. Which, coming into the MCU, I don't think a lot of people 
who aren't as into it, they don't see that it can be that. They yeah. don't see these movies can be layered like that. They see like, oh, it's superheroes, it's blah, 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 blah. You know, whatever. They brush it off. This is, I'm talking about my mother again, who I had to convince oh, to yeah. watch it. Who was oh, just yeah. a hater. But, yeah. No, Civil War is great. I guess, now that we're talking about it, my favorite hero, right? I think a lot of people would think that it was Iron Man, right? Iron Man, RDJ, Robert Downey Jr., such an awesome actor. Was probably the only guy that anyone could look back and say could play Iron Man. Yeah. Not my favorite, though. I do love him. You already know where I'm going with this. You already know who my favorite I, is. I absolutely know where you're going with this. Yeah. It's Cap. It's Cap. It's Captain America. Even though, because I do watch like all the MCU films like uh, annually, like I do with Lord of the Rings, it's like a new sense. Like I'm still always going to love Cap, but goddamn, sometimes is he just stubborn and it fucks everything up. Like in Civil War. Like, I was Team Cap because I'm loyal, but he should have just signed the fucking accords. He, uh, he says it. Just plant yourself down there like a tree and tell the world, no, you move. But come on, man. <laughs> like, we don't get, you know, Cap and Iron Man fighting together in Infinity War because of what happened in Civil War. But you got to appreciate just the balls on this guy. Just, it, I don't care. I don't care what the entire world yeah, says. The United Nations, fuck them. I know what's right, which is pretty magnanimous, like. Just to think, like you know, what everybody else in the world is wrong. I'm right, and I'm right. That's 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 a bit much. No, that but is, you, you got to appreciate just the conviction that he has. That is one of the reasons I love him because he sticks to his fucking guns. Uh, I wouldn't even want to call it stubbornness. I want to say he took that serum that amplified everything in him, not just his body making him huge. So his loyalty, obviously, we see that with Bucky. His ideals, which you see in Civil War, and his. And we go back to loyalty to his team. Especially after being asleep for almost 70 years and waking up to nobody you know and having to play nice with someone like Tony Stark who is, yeah. who is an enigma. Yeah. Right? So, like, the, the adversity he had to go through, which obviously is not near Thor's, but he still had to go through some shit. Oh, yeah. You're, you're coming from your time frame of World War II where, I mean, everybody you're kind of around is just straight shooters. You know, they're right. kind of telling it how it is. And then, like you said, he meets up with Tony Stark, who's just this kind of cynical guy. Yeah. And you're just like, what? just just talk to me like a person. Yeah. Hello. Hi. Hello. Yeah, Let's I'm here. A, I, yeah. Let's have a conversation. I got that reference. <laughs> um, but let's not understate Tommy Lee Jones in First Avenger. Yeah. Loved his character. Yeah. He was great. I, oh man, he was fantastic. It sucked that he wasn't there for, uh... Anything else? Anything else. Because yeah. he was, I mean, because that movie took place in you know, World War Two. Man, it was good. So where is he going to be at? Is that, but can we also talk about Hugo Weaving? Yes. As Red Skull? Yes, we can. Because I don't think a lot of people realized... Elrond you know, is... Elrond. Elrond is Red Skull. Yeah. But also that sucks that he wasn't there in Infinity War too. Oh, I hated that. Endgame. Oh, yeah. I hated that. I think it had to do with contract issues. Yeah. I think he wanted more money, which is I hate. I think it would have been worth it. I think it would have been, too. What are you yeah. doing? It's like, Hugo like you're Weaving. not making enough money. Like, the billion-dollar machine that is the MCU yeah. right now, backed by the billion-dollar corporation that is Disney. It's endless. It's like, bro, give this man his money. Pay that man. Pay him his money. But, yes. So, I th- uh, we both agree that the Captain America films are the best um, of the standalones. Can we agree on that? Yeah. Because Iron Man 3 wasn't very good. Iron Man 2 was a... Iron Man 1 obviously is great for multiple reasons. It was a great film, but it started this whole thing. Yeah. It was the first movie. It was... That was... Yeah. Do you know what the second one was? The very first one. The second one? The Hulk? It was the Hulk. Yeah. With 
Edward Norton. With Ed Norton, dude. Yeah, that didn't work out. That didn't work you out very what? well. You know what? I still loved it. It was fantastic. So so let's... We went through heroes, went through series. Do you have like a villain that you kind of admire or that you really just... In the MCU? In the MCU that you just maybe not like can understand like, yeah, you know what? This, this, is, a, this is a great mindset that they have, but that you just like love the interactions that they have with everybody else. Okay. Top answer obviously is gonna be Thanos. It's gonna be Thanos, but naturally. Like, because because everyone knows it's gonna be Thanos. Too easy. Then we're not gonna say that. Yeah. We're gonna go with Killmonger. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, gotcha. People don't talk about Black Panther enough. That is a shame because it because Civil War is so good, because Infinity War is so good, because Winter Soldier is so good, because Endgame was good, people forget about Black Panther. They do, they do, and that's like Killmonger is a fantastic reference. Like he 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 is one of those villains that you're just like, is this guy wrong? Yeah, I yeah no, I was rooting for him. You're just like I I don't know if this guy, I don't know if this guy's wrong. Do I hate this guy? I mean, he was a psychopath. T'Challa, are you are you doing the wrong thing here? Yeah. So I mean, I can get behind Killmonger, but I mean, come on, what about Loki? I wouldn't even call him a he's villain. A, dude, he's a villain. He's an antihero. He is a villain. He's an antihero. He's a good guy in more movies <laughs> than he is a villain. The what movie is he is a villain? The first Avengers? No, no I said or, I said he's he's a good guy more in more films than uh, he is a villain, right? Uh, he's a villain in the Avengers. He's a villain in Dark and Thor. In Dark World, he's good. In but Ragnarok, is he good he's in, good. Is he good in Dark World? Yes. I mean, yes, he like lies about his death. Again, what does that that makes him good? <laughs> but he helped Thor stop the Dark Elves. I can't believe I just said that. How underrated that! I love it. I love that I said that. I can't wait to listen to it later and hear myself say, "He helped Thor defeat the Dark Elves." Like, where's my glasses? <laughs> uh, okay, yes, we can. We'll classify Loki as a villain because I, I didn't. Because you pointed out, I forgot he was there because I was thinking of him in a good light. I, I get it. Okay. I get it. Yes. Loki is amazing. Loki is the main. I love Loki. He's a little bitch in the first Thor, though. Let's be real. He doesn't get that quippy side to him until Avengers. Yeah. In Thor, the first Thor, he's... He's just kind of, like, chilling, like, behind the scenes, like, ah, yeah. don't, he's, don't. He's not that quippy. Don't. He's still, you know, the god of mischief. Mm-hmm. He does some mischiefy things. But he's not the Loki we come to look to to like in Avengers and in Dark World and in Ragnarok. I love him in Ragnarok. It's so funny. It's gold. It's I gold. Mean, him with Jeff Goldblum. That. Oh my goodness. They just work. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum playing Jeff Goldblum. But that's basically it. Yeah. They're like, hey, uh, Jeff, can you just uh, read these? Hop. So you're on this alien planet, right? And uh, you've got this like blue face paint, and you have this stick that just melts people. <laughs> uh, Come on in, be yourself. That's it. Yes, they didn't. You probably didn't even give him the script. They were like, "Yeah, they just told him what you said," and then he was like, "Okay, uh, here we are now uh, in uh, Sakar," and uh, they're like, "This is good. Record. Hey, hey, record, 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 record him." Imagine that he's like, "Uh, and uh, my my champion. You know what? He he'll get you." you uh, and uh, uh, chaos theory. Chaos. And uh, oh, there it is. There it is. Love Jeff Goldblum. Wish we could. I wish we could see more of him in the MCU. Probably not going to. Most likely Just not. Just the one film. I think there's a fan theory that him and the Collector are brothers. I have not read that. Yeah, this is like a theory. Uh. Benicio Del Toro, uh, the Collector, who they stow the reality stone with. Yeah. That they're brothers. That's, huh. a, that's a theory that's out there, prevalent. I don't know how much I buy into that. 
not like we can explore it. They're both... Well, we know the Collector's dead. I'll buy into it. Screw it. They're brothers. Okay, they're That's brothers. It. They're both weirdos. That's it. Yep. They both have not the same color, but they do have, like, paint. They are eccentric. They're, yeah. They're, to say the least. Yeah. Why are you bringing me the melt stick? That's my, <laughs> that's my favorite part. <laughs> oh, I love Jeff Goldblum. What else? He said Loki. Uh, I mean, I guess we glossed... We didn't gloss over it. We said Thanos was too obvious, but we can talk about Thanos. Now, who's more savage? 2014 Thanos or Infinity War Thanos? I guess Endgame Thanos. Endgame Thanos or Infinity War Thanos? Endgame Thanos. Why do you think that is? Why do you think he wasn't that way in his future self? Because in Infinity War, Thanos is so much more calculated. He he is. He actually doesn't kill... No, he's methodical. ...anybody. Yeah. Like, any of the... Like, he... he yeah, he gets vision. He, he Okay, yeah, he that was gets, like the most... Yeah, he, he gets yeah, vision. Straight like, up. Big time. Just oh. plucks that right out of his yeah, head. Yeah, no hesitation. Just But he, he... There were so many times when he didn't kill because that wasn't what he was about right like iron man it wasn't what he was about he was just trying to balance the galaxy the, u- the universe and i mean you know because there's too many people not enough resources i mean dude just snap your fingers and make like double the resources right yeah please like i don't know do anything but what you're what you did like just let's just you know what there's balance let's just kill half the people and uh we'll call it good and then moving on to Endgame thanos he's like Oh, okay. Like, all of these guys are scared of me. Screw it. Let's kill them. But so, I guess, yes, he does do that. But it's not until he finds out how stubborn they are, right? That they're trying to reverse something he did in his future. Yes. But even before he finds all that out, he is vicious. It's a different Thanos. Are you saying in five years, which is, I think, 2014, and then, what, 2018 is Infinity War? So four years later, he becomes that much wiser to where he's not trying to kill everybody. He just wants to, he has this ideal. He wants to make it balanced. He wants to do all that. But four years prior, he was a homicidal, you know, maniac. Maniac. It's just wild how savage he was in Endgame. It was simple to him. It was like the snap of a finger. Like, you're you're done to me. Like, I want what I want, and I'm going to do anything to get it. That is the reality of it. And it just, because in Infinity War, I was behind his motivations. Not to the point where I was like, I think we do need to do that. But I was like, oh, I, I get it, you freaking psycho. I get it. In 2014, in Endgame, I'm like, oh my god, what the hell? You're a crazy. <laughs> it's, just, it's just too much. You are the Thanos that's in the comics. You're a crazy person. That's Cause a crazy, Because yes. Thanos, uh, comic Thanos is, and his motivations are different for those of you who don't yes, know, right? Yes, yes. His motivations aren't the balance at all. No, he doesn't care about he's balance. He's in love with death, so he kills people to court her. Yeah, he's like, he wants yo, to bang the death. more people I kill, like, death is death is smoking hot. Yeah, death's gonna bang me if yeah. I kill enough people. Yeah, that's right. pretty much it, which is just psychotic. I love I, it. I, I love it, too. But I also love that the MCU making the movies were able to not use that. Like, these are, this it is just, Disney we're talking about. It would about. just introduce an entire different entity. Right. That'd be too much. Uh, and they're still trying to cater to, maybe not like children, but younger people. Right. So, yes, I think the motivation they drew for the movies was great. Um, and that this makes you, because people are always like, well, if that was motivation, then he could just make more resources, like you said. But this just shows you that he is a, he is a homicidal maniac. Because he, this is what, in his mind, this is what he thinks is right. 
and you can't change it. You can't tell him what you said to make more resources. Nope, that's not how he sees it. He is a psycho. So it still captures that, you know, him being crazy. Yeah. So. But dang, guess, dude, he's just, it, it was just an excuse to kill. Dude, that, that has to be it. It was just yeah. an excuse to just like, you know what? I need to half everything so that we have enough resources or it could make more nah no i want to kill everybody this is just i i am righteous i am the one to do it no we literally could talk mcu all day as a matter of fact this won't be the last time we talk about it today we talked about some characters the mcu right and then uh but we are running short on time so i guess it's time for you to get your hot route perfect let's let me get some hot routes all right hot route okay this one first one is simple okay simple simple Superman versus Homelander. Who's taking it? Simple. <laughs> <laughs> Homelander. Why? Because he... The woman he's obsessed with, who has this... she He has this weird mommy complex. That he killed. He melts her fucking head. Okay? Okay. Can't melt Superman's head, though. You can't melt Superman's head. But... There's nothing that he cares about already. And Superman has Lois Lane. Okay? And so, yeah, there's different, like, comic book Supermans where Lois Lane is dead and then he goes crazy. Right. Homelander is already there. Yes. He's already there. Yes, he is. So that's Homelander okay, for me. Okay, Homelander. Good. <laughs> I, I agree with you for, for, for that, but some, I have some other reasons why I think it would be Homelander. But most of it comes down to his not giving a fuck. Yeah, it's not there. Yeah. Okay. So, what villain in the Spider-Man universe would you want the MCU to introduce to Tom Holland's Spider-Man of these three? Okay, Carnage. Carnage. I don't need to say the other. No, three. I don't need anybody else. That's it. Um, but I'm saying here. All right, let me let me hear the can, other ones. Let me just let me just say you say Carnage, but like this is MCU. MCU's doing it. Ugh, okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. So let me finish. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's MCU two. Uh, Holland Spider-Man. Okay. Carnage. Now, we've already seen Doc Ock, but we haven't seen an MCU Doc Ock. Correct, yeah. And we haven't seen an MCU Green Goblin. Yeah. So, of those three, who would you want the MCU to introduce as a villain for Tom Holland Spider-Man? Carnage. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to put Venom in there, but Venom's already been introduced. he's He's not canon in MCU, is he? It's it's a whole weird thing. Because Sony, Sony sucks. is Sony is just a strange. Right. It's a whole different beast. Okay. So um, Carnage. But absolutely, Carnage is. But do you so the symbiote? Okay. So do you, would you need to introduce Venom before you could do that? No. no, you would not have to. You would not have to. Of course, it would make it better. It would make it better if you did. But you don't have to. You could just say it is a symbiote that enhances everything of its host. Right. Okay. So, yeah, the whole story is it goes from Venom and then goes into Carnage. But, yeah, you wouldn't need it. So, the symbiote, like I said, enhances all of your thoughts, feelings, instincts, ambitions. And it infects. It's it's a violent symbiote. And then it infects a serial killer in Cletus Cassidy. Yes. So, that's comic book stuff. So, it infects Cletus Cassidy. So, it's a crazy symbiote infecting a serial killer. And everyone loves serial killers. I want to see that. Yeah, well, yeah, America has a weird obsession with serial killer documentaries. Might do it in Spider-Man 2. Let's do it. Okay. I'm all for it. All right. Carnage it is. Okay, that was number two. Number three. Oh, boy. For Hot Route. Hot Route. 
Which Spider-Man is your favorite? Toby, Garfield, or Tom Holland? All right, so this is an intricate one. Is it? Okay. I like the Spider-Man of Andrew Garfield. Okay. The Spider-Man of Andrew Garfield, he's that quippy, like, clever Spider-Man, but he's way too cool. To be Peter to Parker. To be Peter Parker. He's way too cool. I agree. Going around skateboarding and stuff like that. Just being super cool and good looking. Killing Gwen Stacy. Uh, Damn. Tobey Maguire is just, he, he had the awkwardness down pat. To be Peter Parker. To be Peter Parker. And his Spider-Man was not terrible, but Spider-Man 3 leaves a sour taste in my mouth. Just because they tried to do too much. He's a lot to be desired. So he he he's a great Peter Parker, but as Spider Man, he's he's a he's a meh. He's a meh. Okay. Tom Holland captures the. So Tobey Maguire was more awkward. Tom Holland is more timid, which I think is more Spider Man than being awkward. He's the, he's not like an awkward like. Yeah, he's a nerd, but he's not, like, awkward. He's just a timid, more quiet nerd. And he captures that pretty well with all the, like, just, oh, well, you know, I'm not sure, just kind of stuttering. Oh, isn't this really old movie, Mr. Stark? Stuff like that. And his Spider-Man is knocks it out of the park. So he he is a perfect mesh. Like, when he's Spider-Man, he has the mask on, so he's allowed to, like, you know, be who he wants to be. So I think Tom Holland, Spider-Man, and Peter Parker encompass it more than the other two. Okay. So I'd say he is my favorite. So, and well and he doesn't look like a thirty year old either, so that's nice. Accurate. Yeah. Toby Maguire did not look like a high school graduate. He did not he did not. No, he did not. <laughs> it was kinda of rough. Um but we can't take away from the effect on the comic book movie genre that Spider Man had. And it it blew it up. Yeah. It blew it up. It was in the early 2000s when right. Spider-Man came out. And, X-Men I mean, had just come out. Nobody really wanted to touch it. Nope. Nobody really wanted to touch it. And it kind of opened the floodgates and probably allowed the MCU to be formed. Yeah. Be created. Yes. I agree. So, you're saying Tom Holland. I'm saying Tom Holland. Okay. Would you be opposed to, like, a multiverse where Garfield and Toby's Spider-Man could be uh, with Tom Holland. I would love it. I would love to see it. Okay. All right. Well, I think uh, that that concludes Hot Route. That was a good one. Well, I wanted to hit you with some Spider-Man ones. You hit me with a Batman one. Oh, yeah. So I had to hit you with the Spider-Man one. I know how much you love Spider-Man. Probably about as much as I love Batman. So, yeah, that's uh, all the time we got today. Uh, You know, we talked a lot about the boys. Really looking forward to September for season two. Very ecstatic that they went ahead and renewed it for three, uh, a third season. That's going to be awesome. So you guys scope that out. Talked about the MCU characters that we that we like the most and some of the, the better films within that universe. It's so big. We could go on about it for hours. So this won't be the last time you hear about the MCU from us. And then we went ahead and finished up with Hot Route. Nice Hot Route. All right. Hey, if you guys like this podcast, go ahead and give us a like, rate us, um, you know, leave us some comments. We'd love to hear your feedback. We'd also love to hear about anything you guys want us to talk about. Give us some topic to, you know, ideas and pretty much Ed and I can rail on about anything for extended periods of time. So don't be shy. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. Thanks for popping in. I'm Ed Harris. I'm Chris Nelson. This is Almost Agreeable.